This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tayak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And welcome to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. I'm Will. Gabby, how are you today? Always good, always good. Always good. You know what? You know what it's time for? You know what I've been missing? Highway Patrol again. What? Yes. It's that time. It is that time. Beck. Uh, hi. Favourite Highway Patrol officer. You guys, I'm back. The only Highway Patrol officer. The, well, if it was only me, then <laughs> we'd She'd have some significant be very issues. very busy. <laughs> <laughs> so I not have time to do the Glow Show. Oh, no, we can't have we that. We can't have that. Leading Sydney Constable Becca Lawther is in the house. Yes, Thank you for yay. having me once again. Clearly, I've... Uh, have you done are anything f- too terrible that you, you've invited me back. You are an official Glow Show presenter. You do realise that, don't you? Where do I get a certificate? You do trophy, mm-hmm. and I think Ooh, and a ribbon sash. Oh, <laughs> well, no, you get a, a you actually get a little Glow Show pin. Oh, I get a or pin. a Glow pin because yeah. you're now an official Glow, right? A Glow pin. Yes. Yeah, I am. Well, how is it possible Listen. that all these years you've been involved in the community, working with the Glow Show, doing all the stuff with us for Pride March, March? and you've know. never been a Glow? I don't. I, re- I think yeah, I that, slipped through the, the cracks. You did. I did. Yeah. I always thought you were a Glow. I'm shocked and anxious. Well, not anymore <laughs> because you've got a pin. You I are have a Glow. A pin. I have a pin. You and look I different Wear now. it with pride. As Do you I? Should. Yeah, you look like a Glow. Do I look glowing? Thank you. As I feel always. Glowing. Yeah. I can't be a glow. No, but your hair is enough for you to be a <laughs> different type of glow. The G L O W kind. Indeed. I know. It's so very white. It. it is rather, isn't it? It's my 2019 look. Oh, very good. Okay. Good. I, I think today we should talk about our pet hates. Okay. In relation on to. On the road? On the road. Oh. We've got so many of them. The old bleep me off a fence. This yep. is only a yep. half hour episode, remember? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Let's Let start. Let's, okay. Okay. We've had some fairly hot weather. Okay. Yeah. We're still in summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about kids breaking or your pets window in cars? Breaking your window. First of all, I'm breaking your window. Second, mm. well, first of all, why? Why am I breaking your window? Why are people doing this? Uh, right. There's two categories. So let's talk about the first one, which is the um, accidental car mechanical failure one. Okay. Right. Locking your dongle in the boot, yeah. Yeah, there's certain cars that unfortunately, and we're trying to get um, some technology to um, avoid these things from happening, but um, that will accidentally lock um, the doors Mm -hmm. when there's still a passenger in the vehicle and the keys are in the car. So they are accidental ones. And that's fair enough. Right. We can forgive those. And the parent is there and we can get it sorted reasonably quickly. And then there's the other side, uh, which obviously makes everyone's blood boil, and we mm-hmm. and, and nobody can understand it or justify it, or or and that is leaving a child in a car when you have to run in for five minutes, ten minutes, no My minutes, God. no minutes, no minutes, 
and these kids and you know what it's not even good enough to leave the car running and the air conditioning on because then you risk the car being stolen with your kids in it and I can tell you that that has happened yes it has and there is nothing more frightening for a parent to see a crook driving off in their stolen car with their kid in the back so it doesn't matter how long you're going to be inside for I'm I'm so sorry I know it's annoying but you have to take your child out of the car they will die Fact. They will die. And I will break your window to save your child or your dog, in fact, Mm -hmm. and then you will be charged accordingly. Do you think people are leaving pets in cars more than the human kind? We get more jobs for dog. I'm going to say personally, I get more jobs for dogs locked in cars or, you know, concerned citizens Mm -hmm. about dogs locked in cars than children locked in cars, but it wouldn't be far far different it's astonishing like it is a priority one job that child is like because it doesn't take long for it the car to heat up oh, five minutes depending on the temperature obviously but five minutes and you've already got an increase of at least 10 10 12 13 degrees and then you know even on a 20 degree day now the car's 30 32 33 degrees like i we shouldn't even be having this conversation. I know. It's, there are so many conversations. And I was, saying, I was saying before, you know, you go to the supermarket and you go, you know, buy food or perishable items and you go, oh, we better get home because I don't want the yogurt to go off. You're not going to leave your yogurt in the car, but you happen to leave your kid in the car. Like, what do you, the kid won't like, go off. The, seriously. Well, that's right. Not yet. Well, they will actually. I know. <laughs> That's the point. It is, yeah. It's disappointing and disgusting. So be be aware. I will smash your car window and I will charge you. Now, if I was wandering the supermarket, the street, mm. mm-hmm. the pub, whatever it may be, and I see a dog in distress or a child in the car in mm. distress, mm. Uh, what do I do? Do I go around smashing windows straight away or do I call the police straight away? What's Well, that's going to be a judgment call, isn't yep. it? If you see a child in the car that is clearly distressed and overheating that's a and window. could possibly die. That's a window. Break the window. Yep. You're 100% justified yep. in doing that. And that, I mean, that it's really hard because I have to take a, you know, Victoria Police, you know, stand on this. Of course, yeah. You're obviously, you're going to call triple zero as well because the child is going to need attention. Attention, yep. and the, and and it's what we call a multi-agency event. So the police, fire, and ambulance will be going to that job. But if you've got to save a child, you've got to save a child. Um, so yeah, I've got no no issues personally with that at all. The roads are getting busier and busier. There's obviously ongoing road works everywhere. Oh. People are, seem to be getting more and more frustrated, oh, driving erratically. Yeah. Um, is it been Impatient. Impatience. Ugh. You don't like impatience? I don't. No. The other day. Yeah. Oh, see, I knew this Now we have a storm. <laughs> the other day, there's a row of cars lining up to turn right at an intersection. Mm-hmm. And the first car in line sort of entered the intersection a little bit, as you do, you know, to wait for the oncoming cars. And, and a car, probably four or five cars back, didn't think that that car had moved far enough into the intersection. So pulled out into the lane that says go straight ahead and overtook everybody and then pulled into the intersection to turn right. It's funny you mention that. I saw exactly the same thing today. Oh! Yep. Ticket. Is it? $201, two demerit points. That's just for disobey traffic lane arrow. Never mind the unsafe overtake and make an incorrect right turn. So I could probably load you up with three tickets there and six demerit points. Wow. Like, what? Just... 
calm down. I'm seeing that on the road so much more over this summer that people are impatient and they're taking much more risks than I've seen in recent years. I don't know what's going on. Where are you you going that's more important than everyone else? Why why are you more important than everyone else? What about changing lanes without an indicator? Oh, don't even. So I ride a Vespa, as you and the rest of your (laughs) regular listeners would know. I look very good on it. No, I don't really. Um, But if somebody doesn't use an indicator, that tells me two things. A, they're not checking their side mirrors. B, they're not checking their centre mirrors. C, they don't care who's around them because they're more important than everybody else. Mm. And they're making an, you know, a qu- they're having a quick reaction to, to whatever it is that they're doing. If you want to change lanes, that's all right. And if you want to change lanes and cut me off, you know what? That's okay too. Because at least I can break and avoid the collision. But if you're going to just change lanes in front of me without giving me any notice and I'm on a little scooter... <laughs> You know one of my biggest pet hates on the road is, and especially on the freeway or anywhere it may be, is that if I want to move to a lane, Mm. another lane, I put on my indicator Mm. and I have a car that's just a little bit behind me. Mm. They go, no, you're not having my spot. And they move up. up. And to me, I went, lucky I I don't have a gun. Mm -hmm. I I just (laughs) fumed me. Did you just say that? That's the truth. I get that. Well, I'm not a cop, so I'm allowed. Just write this down. No guns. No guns for Will. No. But I'm just just hate that. I mean, if if somebody's slightly in front of me and they put the indicator, I take my right foot off the accelerator. You've been courteous. And it's amazing out there because it reminds me of a scene I saw on Doctor Phil. Believe it or not, uh, there was this Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. There was this lady on there, and Mm. she was being filmed by her family who were very concerned about her behaviour and she was completely aggro behind the wheel <laughs> at everything and everybody. Mm. And they wanted Dr. Phil to fix her and they made an episode out, about, out this. And he said something simple. <laughs> he, he said, I want to watch this now. <laughs> he said something very simple to her. He said, why do you think you own the road? Oh, yeah. Why and are she you went, more important? Than everybody else, it's mm. believe it or not, everyone else like you mm. pays for the road. Yeah, so it's not just yours; it is everybody else's. Yeah. Why aren't you being courteous? Yeah, and, and it clicked in her brain, and you could see oh, okay. it ticking over. And yeah, some people just need a cue. You yeah. know, that, that might have been her cue. Other people, you, you know, I might say, why, why is your destination more important than anybody else's destination? Mm. Or, um, you know, there's a plethora of different cues that people respond to, and some people just don't care. But if you're changing lanes, this is the system that you need to use. Yeah. Please use it. First of all, I'm going to change lanes. I made a decision. How exciting. Center mirror, center revision mirror. What's behind me? Okay, check that one. Check the side mirror of which lane you're going to say you're going to change lanes to the right. So I'm going to check your right side mirror. Okay, they're both clear. Then we put a signal on, a change of direction signal, an indicator, and then we do a head check. Mm-hmm. Always do that. Mirrors, mirrors, signal, head check, then move. There's four things, four things you have to do. Now, if you're doing one of those four things, you could cause a collision. If you're doing two of those four things, you could cause a collision. You need to do all four of those to avoid a collision. Now, granted, well, if there's somebody in your lane and they speed up, you still got to give way to them. What mm. a jerk. Yep. A discourteous jerk. But 
They're Quite incapable right of lifting their right foot off these are and making room for you. And in this day and age with the traffic that we've got, we need courtesy in order for people to move. Otherwise, you'd be able to get out the centre lane for 45 kilometres. It's been a very Melbourne thing that, I think, over the years because I don't experience it in most other places around Australia. And I, I just would love a campaign just of courtesy. Yeah, yeah. And it would make our roads so much better and oh, we'd all yeah. get there so And you know easier. what? The worst is afternoon peak hour because mm. you know, everybody wants to go home mm-hmm. and yeah. everybody wants to be there five minutes ago. Mirrors, mirrors, signal, head check, move. Hmm. Uh, the head check, yeah, I think I'm getting a little bit lazy in the head check because i got a nice car and it yells and screams at you me. You know, I'd rather a head check is more important than a signal. Yeah. It took a while. Because you're not going to change lanes if you've done a head check and there's somebody there. Plus, you're going to see those small things that you wouldn't necessarily see. And if you get into that, have a signal, signal, head check, move. You know, head check, mirror, signal. Head check. You know, if you get into that whole thing and... and um, or stick with the 90s-style driving without technology. Well, that's exactly right. Don't yeah. rely on technology. It's very mm. helpful in some circumstances, but it don't rely on it. And that would stop people trying to change lanes Onto my car. Well, yeah, because you have such a tiny car um, that even when you <laughs> do the mirror, mirror thing, because you know the mirrors, they can only they only look so far down onto the ground. And Gabby's car is what? You mean, did you know three that, inches off? Did the you ground. know that Gabby's tiny car nearly floated away a few months ago it in one did. of the rainstorms? It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. We had three miller rain. <laughs> and Gab's car. Oh, it like, was just yeah. I, say, I said the water you, was. Up, uh, do you have your boat license? It was halfway up the side of my door. Yeah, I was parked. I wasn't trying to drive. Obviously, uh-huh. I was at uh-huh. work. Yeah, the roads were flooding. I went down to check my car, and there it was, almost floating down the street. Captain Gabby. We got to get a photo next time on the road. I, I have a photo. I just didn't share it. Ah. <laughs> Let's see. You're listening to the Glow Show. That and more. We have uh, Highway Patrol with Beck. Stay tuned for some more. You're listening to the Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Your community is our business. Joy ninety four point nine. Welcome back. This is the Glow Show on Joy. You're back with The Glow Show with Will and Gabby and we have the wonderful Beck Lawther, our fantastic highway patrol officer. Here to rub it on. <laughs> and is and yeah. will continue. And will continue. And if you on. use your phone, she's out to get you. I will get you. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about not using your phones in the vehicle. And Gabby's road boat. And my, oh, yeah. <laughs> and my car that <laughs> nearly floated away in the floods mm-hmm. a, little, a month or so ago. So wh- what are some tips about... Driving in heavy rain and when there are when it's so heavy that the roads are starting to flood or are flooding. So, first of all, check the weather before you. You know, if we got we've got massive storms coming, a huge rain. You normally hear it on the radio. I'm never never parking near my station again when there's a hint of rain. No, because near your station used to be a river. I know. So. Which Ergo flood. Mm. Yeah. Ergo, when you buy a matchbox car, that's what's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the weather. Park your car on higher ground. Mm. Don't try and drive through flooded waters. I can't, like, uh, where was a uh, Dryberg Street underpass at Warringiri Way? Mm. Floods with a blink of an eye. And by flood, I mean a metre of water. Yeah. And... You will destroy your car. Fact. It's, a, it's amazing. Number one, you'll destroy your car. It's amazing what people don't realise when you, unless your car is designed for it. Mm. Okay, uh, a, a serious four wheel drive, mm-hmm. which is specifically designed to With drive a snorkel. through. 
even better again, but nevertheless, uh, you will ingress your wheel bearings with water. Mm. Uh, you'll ruin your bearings mm-hmm. if you drive in anything sort of above your centre of your wheel line. Uh, another thing I find amazing, a lot of cars have turbos nowadays. Oh, yes. As supplementary power. My car yeah. does. Yes. Well, what do turbos suck in? Well, not only do they suck in, but they run red hot generally. Oh, yes. And if you immerse a red hot thing in water, you can ruin or seize it. So you could be up for many thousands of dollars to replace it. Well, yeah. for anyone who is concerned about my car, it survived. <laughs> well, it wasn't running at the time. No, it wasn't. And I wasn't silly enough to try to get in and move it because mm. yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get in because if I opened the door, the water would have got in. So it was, it was great. Mm. It survived. It wasn't damaged in any way. Yep, yep, yep. And, no. you know, so even, even, it's even in a very, very small amount of water on the road, you can aquaplane, you mm. can just lose traction. We had a car on Wurundjeri Way that was floated by the water <laughs> and then floated into the car in front of it. So it caused a collision. The driver had stopped driving because the you know the roads were getting flooded. But wow. too late. Water lifted it up. Three passengers. So it's not. Yeah, don't be dumb. Have don't you noticed that people drive a little bit more silly when it when the weather gets inclement? Have you noticed that? I'd notice that drivers drive pretty silly all the all time. All the time, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just highlighted in. Uh, I people try don't generally adjust their driving. That's to what the I'm probably conditions. trying to get at. Yeah. Is that, you know, I try the old adage of wipe off five or yeah. if it's getting torrential. Because you got to remember. That's my pen, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, you got to remember in, in summer, we will have a lot more energy in the air. So that brings up a lot more water. Mm. And when it rains, it is more torrential. So the rain generally yep. in the summertime is more heavy. The, the worst part is um, when. You've had a real stinking hot day, Mm. you know, some of our 40, 45 degree days, and then you just get a tiny little bit of rain. Yes, and the roads become very oily. They just, you may as well coat them in olive oil. Mm -hmm. Uh, But people still driving. So what's the correct way to drive that? Just slow down. slippery roads, yeah. So you need to mm -hmm. slow down, you need to take your corners, you know. Yeah, well, because cars will drop grease and oil fuel. Fuel Mm. is kind of an oil in a sense, especially Mm -hmm. diesel gets dropped. Mm. Uh, So if it hasn't rained for a long time, the bitumen actually soaks it up like a sponge. Yep. And then when it rains, it lifts it all out. So you literally get a layer of oil on the road. Especially in really congested areas like the CBD where there's cars Mm. sitting in traffic all the time, just sitting idle and, you know, dropping all that sort of stuff Mm. at at intersections. Plus all the painted white lines are super slippery as well. So yeah, it's about just driving to the conditions. But as far as floodwaters go... Mm. Don't do it. No, avoid it like the plague because, you you know, if anything, you're going to ruin your car. Yeah. And it is going to cost you money. Correct. I've got another. I've got one of my pet hates. Okay. People just don't know how to drive correctly on a roundabout. <laughs> First of all, why are they driving on the roundabout? Shouldn't it be around <laughs> in, the... Sorry, in a roundabout. <laughs> so I don't know how many times I've seen I'm behind a car that gets to a roundabout and mm. stops. Okay. And there's obviously no one in sight coming from any other direction. Uh-huh. And they just stop there, take their time, have a little look around, and then they go. This listeners is a perfect example of Gabby's impatience on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see what they can't see. I can. No, you can't. I can't. Well, first of all, <laughs> roundabouts have a roundabout sign. Every entrance to the roundabout has to have a roundabout sign. That's what makes it a roundabout. Mm. The roundabout side sign, it starts with a giveaway sign, you know, so upside down triangle, and then it's got the little circle in it saying roundabout. So the giveaway sign is an indication that you give way, that's a giveaway intersection. So you don't have to stop, 
if it was a stop sign, you'd have to stop. If it was uh, a give way sign, you give way. So obviously you stop if you need to, but you don't need to. If you've got clear vision and they won't only put a roundabout uh, at an intersection that has a certain amount of visibility, which is if it required a stop sign, they won't put a roundabout there. So it's... Uh, it's important that when you're coming up, obviously, that you've got um, good forward obs. So, and by that I mean you can, you know, you're looking ahead and you're looking at all the entrances and exits to the roundabout. But no, you don't have to stop. So, why people do it, I'm not quite sure. But indicating is important, obviously, if you're going straight ahead. Even if you're going straight ahead, um, the law does say they have to indicate as you're exiting the roundabout. So, if you're going straight ahead, uh, in Victoria, we were the last ones to change the uh, exit indicating rule so all the other states um, had it in where if you were ex- if you're going straight through a roundabout you would put your left hand indicator on as you were exiting the roundabout um, and that still is the that's law. still the law thank you for saying that because my partner always laughs at me when I do that mm-hmm. I actually I, never knew it yeah mm. I never did it never knew that it's not been it's enforced. not it's not really enforced unless it's the cause of a collision but Oh, Once you're in the roundabout, yeah. any person that is approaching the roundabout has to give way to you. So it's 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 not really an issue, but that is what the law says. Well, I, so. I also think it, it it shows the person who's trying to enter the roundabout from where you're exiting it mm-hmm. that you're turning off there rather than going around and they have to stop for you. So yeah. they can see that you're going off and they can then enter. Yeah. I think it's very important. And so the rule with approaching a roundabout is you have to give way to any person in the roundabout or entering the roundabout. So that whole, a lot of people think, oh, you have to give way to the right. Mm. That's that's not the case. You have okay. to give way to any vehicle that's already in there or has, has entered. Mm. So if you happen to enter before the person to your right, then so be it. But the way it works at the moment, it's not too bad. We don't have too many roundabout collisions. Good. It's certainly not an issue at the moment you need to be worried about. I don't think no. it's it's only me too just, much of an issue. Makes me a bit cranky. Yeah, but and then we go. We can go from there to talking about why is there a stop sign or a give way sign? What's the difference? And so, why would we have one rather than the other? So each intersection is analysed by its how much visibility it has, how wide the road is, what the direction of the you know the multi directions that it might have to go. It might be a cross intersection. It might be a T intersection, and. It's basically about visibility. So, Who's responsible for determining that? Which department? Depends who owns the road. Okay. So councils own the road and Vic, Vic Roads own the road. Because one imagine that it have to be reviewed regularly. So we can review them. So mm-hmm. if, well, if I go to a collision and it's a give way sign and I think it should be a stop sign, I put a report in and I'm going to have it changed. Or if I think that the stop sign is not a appropriate and we need traffic lights, then I can put a report in and they'll go out there and their, their engineers will assess, will, it. Will assess yeah. it and they can have a change. But if you're coming up to a stop sign, that should tell you that it's poor visibility. So you need to stop. You need to stop because it says stop. A stop sign is not a giveaway sign, but it's to do with visibility reduction. It could be to do with um, the size of the intersection itself. So if you wanted to turn right and there's three lanes in each direction, you've got to cross six lanes of traffic, you've mm. got to stop. Mm. That, that's no. There's no way you can give way. Uh, there's no way you can give way properly with six lanes of traffic, or trams, or you know, those sort of things. So they they don't just get 
plopped in there for fun. For giggles. For giggles and mm. other such things. This um, is seriously assessed and reviewed yeah, it's, regularly. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. En- it's engineered. And so, and it's the same, same with um, parking, like the way that we arrange parking and what um, how far back from the intersection. So it might be 10, uh, 10 metres is the rule that you're not allowed to park within 10 metres of an intersection. But you might find that there's a, there's a no stopping sign 20 metres from the edge of the intersection. And that will be for engineering purposes. Mm. So it'll be to do with the way the cars turn into the intersection or into the you know the next street um, but it's all it's all engineered and it's all planned and if you think that in your local area that mm. a stop sign should be a give way sign or vice versa you can certainly write to your local council or, or bring it up with the police as well they can initiate yeah, we an can investigation just pop down and have a look and yep. see what we think but um, now if you fail to stop at a stop sign oh yes three one, demerit points three demerit points yeah, nearly, and nearly uh, nearly $400 fine Ooh, yuck <laughs> and and one last thing driving naked <laughs> can I plans have you got plans to drive naked well you never know uh, yeah what's the offence for that well it is a public place so I'm going to say it is offensive behaviour offensive behaviour I probably wouldn't do it, Will. Oh, you've ruined Sorry, my just day. Just put a pair of shorts on for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, it's been fantastic. Always we, fascinating. It's fascinating. We love Highway Patrol. It is our very favourite. But then we tell everyone that. Well, you're one of our faves, always. <laughs> you're I one of our faves. pretty amazing. Thanks for that, uh, Beck. We will have you back, no doubt. Thanks, uh, throughout guys. Throughout the year. Uh, Gabby, you have a lovely week and you stay safe. And everyone out there, stay safe. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Glow Show on Joy 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.